If you started your business and you bootstrapped and you were entrepreneurial and you grew your own business successfully up to like a million dollars, somewhere in the millions of dollars range, what got you here is not going to get you to the next level. In fact, most often, what got you here is going to hold you back from taking your business to the next level. And having worked with a bunch of clients who have been in a similar situation, having worked directly in entrepreneurial businesses since 2005, I want to give my reflections on how to think like a CEO, the difference between the effective CEOs, business leaders, versus the people who are constantly stuck in entrepreneurship mode with entrepreneur size businesses. And we're going we're gonna to start with a story. Um, an entrepreneur's strength is the CEO's weakness. Now, I've told this story on my channel a few times before. We're coming at it from a little bit of a different angle here. But basically, when I was working for this uh, computer training publisher, we published training for IT professionals, primarily for people who's, who made their living working on computer networks. And one of the products that the CEO decided to create was just kind of a way to leverage the, the strength of the trainers. And it was a uh, it was an equivalent to like video professor, right? So video professor was on all these infomercials all the time. It was how to use really basic functionality on your computer, typically focused at like the the older person crowd, people who were um, definitely not digital natives, people who were being brought into the computer world after a lifetime of not using them, right? And so he created this product with a trainer, and it was really great training, right? But our core audience, our core prospects, were computer professionals, right? They were not these people. And the people who would benefit from this didn't have much of a place to go inside of our training library, right? Maybe they could have taken some of our training on like Word and Office and all that stuff, but really once somebody completed this training, they didn't have anywhere to go in our product line and we, you know, at most we were encouraging our our customers, our core customer base to buy this for like their grandma who kept calling them up to ask them how to use their computer, right? And then our owner of the company who was very entrepreneurial, who started the company, who definitely deserves a lot of credit for the vision and everything that was behind the company, he, uh, he just kept investing money into this product and invested a lot of money into this product far beyond what the revenue would suggest, far beyond what was paying off in terms of ROI. And uh, one day he calls us in for a meeting. He calls us in, it's me, uh, I was the number one marketing guy in the company, the president of the company who you know led every department, of course, like a president does, and him who was the CEO and founder of the business. And we have this whole conversation about how he wants to do an infomercial for this product and how if you know the video professor was having so much success on infomercials, we'd be able to have success on infomercials too. And uh, basically we say, you know, if, if you really want to spend all the money, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to even test an infomercial, if you really want to spend all the money, we could probably figure out how to do that. But here's the reasons why we're likely to run into some major challenges in making it pay off. And 
Um, so we lay it out, we have that conversation, and at the end of the meeting, we're all getting up to go out of the conference room, and he says, if we don't have an infomercial for this product in one year, everybody in this room, including me, should be fired. Now, that is a very, very um, entrepreneurial, throwing down the gauntlet, I have a vision, let's run with it thing, right? But I, at, at that time, you know, I think what the company was doing about $5 million, it was very successful serving its core audience. And this would have been a large distraction of resources, of talent, of um, time and energy towards something that was not fundamental to the core business versus the opportunity cost of all the other things that we could be doing in the business to serve our core audience and to build and grow our core audience and our relationship with them and the lifetime value of all those customers. Well, uh, long story short, because he was, you know, constantly visionary entrepreneur and constantly jumping from one thing to the next, uh, he basically forgot. I don't know that he forgot about it, but it became not a priority within a couple of weeks. That said, that was a terrifying meeting and terrifying to be a part of uh, because sometimes he would really latch onto an idea and he would want to run with it regardless, regardless. So what is typically the greatest strength of an entrepreneur is their vision, the entrepreneurial vision of I'm going to go create this thing in the world. An entrepreneur benefits tr tremendously when they work with someone who is an implementer, somebody who takes those ideas and says, how do they fit within the current system? How do we build systems to support those ideas? Do we need to prioritize that idea now versus uh, put it on the back burner for something we're going to do later, put it on a someday maybe list, right? Um, how can we channel that entrepreneurial vision, that energy, into making this running, going business the best that it can be. And you can still be a visionary as an entrepreneur, and you can still be a visionary as a CEO, but you have to create the symbiotic cooperative relationship with the leaders in your business who bring it all down to the day-to-day -day and make sure that your vision is fulfilled the best it can be in the context of a going, growing, effective business that uh, is able to maintain some stability because the more that you grow that business, the more stability is also going to matter. So rapid growth, yes, and stability, yes, right? They don't have to be mutually exclusive. It's, it's well, here I have it in my notes, visionary versus implementer, but it's really visionary plus implementer. A good entrepreneur is just visionary, driven, go, go, go. A good CEO is visionary, driven, go, go, go. And let's work together with the implementer to make sure this stuff happens in the most effective way. And if you want to do this, it's about elevating your perspective. So here's a lesson for entrepreneurship learned on a meditation cushion. In meditation, what you are trained to do is to be the watcher, the witness. So instead of being in the middle of all your feelings, being in the middle of all your thoughts, being caught up in your feelings and thoughts, good meditation training is, is training in mindfulness, in, um, in, in this, the skill and practice of saying, oh, I'm feeling that feeling right now. Interesting. Okay, I'm noticing that thought right now. Interesting. And you let the thoughts come and you let the thoughts go 
you, you um, let the feelings come, you let the feelings go. And what that requires you to do is to elevate and remove yourself from the experience of the feeling, the experience of the thought. And so it's, it's the ability to step back into this witnessing perspective of, wow, I'm having that feeling, not I am that feeling. And when you do that, when you practice that, what ends up happening is you can have all those feelings. It's not like you're not gonna have thoughts and feelings. That's a huge misperception of meditation. You're still gonna have thoughts and feelings. Something bad happens in your life and you're gonna have feelings about it. Something good happens in your life and you're gonna have feelings about it. In fact, your feelings may be even richer when you're able to witness and experience them in this way. It's just that they don't pull you along for a, a an unavoidable ride. And as a CEO, you have to do the same process of elevating and removing yourself from the business. And so you might say as the CEO, okay, um, what I want is a wider customer base, right? I, or what I want is most often, honestly, for the CEO, it's, you know, I want more customers. I want more valuable customers. I want um, higher revenue or I want higher profits, right? For a lot of CEOs, it's just, hey, I'd like to be able to double my take-home pay through whatever it's gonna take, right? So you focus on what it is that you want most out of the business and you have to be able to elevate yourself and remove yourself from the decision-making that's gonna get there. In that business, we often joked, you know, in its early days, the, the, the founder definitely had to be there. He had to be there, he had to make things happen, right? But as that business grew, and while I was there, we actually grew it from about two and a half million dollars to maybe eight, eight and a half million dollars in like four years. And um, as, as, as the business grew, we had our best days when he wasn't there, when he was removed from the day-to-day -day management of the business, quite literally. Our sales would be best because our sales team would be focused, our marketing team would be focused, our customer service and support team would be focused, our development team would be focused. We wouldn't be changing directions, right? Because he was physically removed from the business. So one of the best investments that he made in that business was his country club membership where he could go play golf all day. And, uh, and, and it allowed the people who were in charge of the day-to-day -day operations of the business and staying focused on the, um, the how we're going to get things done, it allowed them to do that. And then he would come in and set vision for the business and that was really useful. Um, it was very valuable that he would set the vision for the business and be involved in the big decisions, right? But it was about elevating himself to those big decisions, stepping back, focusing on what are the biggest things that we want to accomplish, and then removing himself from the day-to-day. -day. Just like in the, the meditative practice, you want to elevate yourself from your thoughts so you're able to witness them and, um, and remove yourself from being mired in the muck. So entrepreneurs become great leaders when they build an awesome and trusted team. The better you are at, um, number one, attracting the right talent, attracting the right team, and number two, trusting that team to accomplish your big business goals, the more effectively your business can run. And that's what leadership is. It's not, it's not, I'm going to get in there and tell you how to do your job. 
I'm because what that's saying is I don't trust you to do your job well. Instead, it's, hey, here's the goal that I think would be great as a team. Are we on board for that goal? Could that goal be different? Could that goal be bigger? Could that goal be better in some other way? Could it be focused on some other achievement, right? Okay, if that's the goal, I trust you, being the awesome team that you are, to achieve the goal that, that I want. And then step back, right? Step, elevate, and remove, right? So you set the destination. You define what does success look like? What can success look like here for us? You set maybe some key performance indicators, some KPIs that indicate here are the, here are, are the measurements that are going to tell us that we are being successful. And if we're ahead of those measurements, great. Maybe we can even bump them up a little bit. Or if we're a little bit behind, we, we are maybe motivated to find some new and innovative ways to, um, to, to get those back on track, right? But as a leader, we define success, we define KPIs, and then we trust the team to do that because we've built an awesome team. And let the team get you there. Let the team take you to the destination that you have set. And so my call to action for you at the end of this episode, if you are a CEO, if you're an entrepreneur, a founder, a business leader, and you're looking to elevate yourself, elevate your role in your business, it's it's to ask yourself, how can you use what we've just gone through here? How can you use that as uh, as guiding principles going forward. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I've spent a lot of time talking to copywriters and marketers, and I'm spending more and more time these days talking to CEOs and business leaders, in part because I've just launched a new fractional CMO service. And I'm looking for you know one or two clients who want me to go deep with them as an embedded leader for the marketing function in the business. So helping you build that marketing team, helping you create the strategy and actually implement the strategy, leading your team using many of these same uh, these same principles. And so if you go to the first link in the description, you can read more about the fractional CMO service and even book an intro call with me. It's no obligation, just seeing, hey, might we be a fit? And, uh, and we'll chat and see where it goes from there. I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I would encourage you, no matter where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey, to practice this stepping back and saying, okay, I'm in the middle of this. Is this the right thing? Is this the right direction? Is this the right big vision, right? And what do I need to do and not do in order to achieve my vision for success? And with that, I will see you in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.